Shout out to Coppish. Shout out to Coppish, guys. The, good work the two legends, Evil Heskey, Howard, Howard Gell. Can't get much better than that, guy. Yeah. You know what to do now. Like, comment, subscribe. I'm with legends, guys. Coppish. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> absolute madness, you, man. You sounded rough that day, and I was like, "What? Hayes even can brock you up like this?" Yeah, yeah, it does. It does get to me, man. It gets to me bad. Uh, look, let's get into it. So, back in 2011, if you if you can't believe, Jordan Henderson signed for Liverpool after Kenny Dalglish decided to splash 60 million pounds, which is a fee that could have raised to 20 million. I'm not sure if it ever was confirmed whether it did or not, but he came from Sunderland. And when he came from Sunderland, there was a lot of hype around him. However, he was when his first season, he was kind of put out on the right-hand side of a 4-4-2. Remember, Kenny had Downing on the left, Henderson on the right, and then Gerrard and someone else in the middle, whether it be Lucas or, or Charlie Adam. And then he'd go with Carroll and Suarez up front. Mm. That first season was hard for Henderson. Do you remember sort of your thoughts on Henderson when he was playing that sort of right-hand side role and what you made of him, Drew? Yeah, I remember thinking, all right, he's got a good cross on him but I, 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 and, a, and a decent pass on him. But I also remember thinking, future Liverpool captain, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Don't give me that crap. I don't want to hear any of this. And I'll be honest with you, bro. I felt like it was an English agenda. Like, let's keep it real. Downing, Carroll, Hendo. Like, it truly felt like some kind of British revolution going on. Do you know what I mean? And and again, I have absolutely no problem with the ethnicity of who plays for the team whatsoever. But as an ethnic person, you can't help when you kind of look at the team and you think, God, there's no black players in this team. This yeah, is was, mad. Yeah, it was a bit, it was a yeah, bit this mad. This is mad. What is going on? There's only Glenn. There's only Glenn. And Glenn. then occasionally Glenn would play, yeah. And it was like, and then like, even he cut off the plats, and I'm like, rah, they're like, they're not even allowing man to express himself in that. <laughs> like, okay. And um, yeah, I, I remember just thinking, nah, don't tell me he's gonna be the future uh Liverpool captain. This is foolishness. Now you're trying to sell man a real dream here. Do you know what I mean? But I did think he could cross well and uh, and, he, and he was energetic. That's how I felt. I was like, I can get about. I can tell he can get about the pitch and he's got a good crossing him. We're going to play him wide. I thought we were meant to put him in the middle. That's where we were told we were going to buy him Yeah. to play him. But all right, we're playing him wide. All right, cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm like you, Drift. When we signed him, I was like, okay, he's a good player. But when I was hearing the future captain talk and... He's a special player and he's got great technique. I was thinking, special, great. I'm thinking that's, that's big words to be using for Henderson. Like, by all means, he had a good season at Sunderland before we signed him. But I was thinking, going a bit overboard here. And I was thinking, all right, we spent what, 20 million on Downing. He only cost four million pounds less. And I was like, Downing was kind of proven at that point. And I was like, mm, this is a bit of a, a left of field shout here. But you know, we do need another centre midfielder. So when I saw him playing out on the right, I was thinking, Kenny, I love you, but what go on here, big man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like and, it, and even if you remember, even if you remember back to um, Kenny, like that team was actually on paper defensively. He had Rayner in goal, Glenn mm. right back, Jose Enrique left back, and then he had Agar and Skirtle centre backs. Like, it was a good defence, bro. That was a good defence, a very good defence. Mm. And then obviously you still had Gerard, who was still in his prime at that point. Yeah, yeah. Suarez hadn't hit the levels yet, but you could see how much of a special player he was going to be. But that was it, though. You kind of just had that. And then 
Hendo playing out on the right. He never looked convincing. He never beat his man. He was, he's not a winger that you'd associate sort of your Mo's, your Mane's, your Sarnes. He was David Beckham, but without the special technique. That's what uh-huh. it was like, basically. Precisely. So you you knew defensively you're going to be sound on that side. Mm. But attacking-wise, it didn't really offer much. And then, don't get me wrong, Carroll missed a bag of chances that he shouldn't have missed as well. So it's like, oh, I don't know. It's, I was just thinking it weren't working. And then I tell you when I actually started to turn the corner with Henderson. At the end of that season, we played Chelsea in the FA Cup final. I remember Jay Spearing started that game. We played 4-5-1 in that game. And Henderson played out on the right. Spearing played through the middle to start with. And we actually lost that. We went 2-0 down, two Jay Spearing kind of mistakes. Mm. And he took Jay Spearing off, brought Andy Carroll and moved Jordan Henderson to the centre of the pitch. And for the first time, I looked at Henderson and I said, you know what, this boy has got something about him. He's not, he's not fantastic, he's not remarkable, but he's solid. And he can changed work the game when he did that as well. Yeah, and Carroll. Carroll changed the game as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 that too. Yeah, that too. Yeah. But I was like, we've got something we can work with here. So I remember going into the 2012-13 season where Brendan had just taken over and I was thinking, feeling quite optimistic. But here's where it gets a bit techy now. So Brendan comes in. And in 2012, Henderson was on the verge of being sold to Fulham, which would have involved a deal to bring Clint Dempsey the other way. So I believe the deal would have been something like four million plus Henderson to get Clint Dempsey. Yeah, he yeah. obviously was in a dark place at this time, being at the club just over a year, and now he's looking at being sold. And I think at the time, I don't know about you, Drift, but I I wasn't that high on him, but I didn't want him to be sold either. Because we needed the numbers. And Clint Dempsey shouldn't have been coming to the club at the expense of one of our midfielders. Which Do you want to know? And again, it's, madness, it's, bro. it's an FSG move, isn't it? Oh, no, our super FSG move. This is when they were new to us, bro. We didn't have a clue that they, they were going to run things like this forever. Bro, I bullshit you not. You wanted him gone. I wanted him. I, bro, I wanted Dempsey badly. And I was willing to sacrifice him. And I am so sorry. I apologise. You know, if I ever met Jordan, I would actually be like, bro, I'm actually apologising. And he'd be like, for what? I'd be like, bro, I'm just apologising. I owe you one. Because I was like, I want Clint Dempsey. I don't care. And the thing is, people would be like, who? They'd be like, what, that Call of Duty guy from the Zombies? Be like, no, Dempsey at that time I'll be honest, that's gone was right actually... my head, Drift, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out all my Call of Duty guys. I don't know what I'm talking about. But um, I would actually put him in, like, you know, maybe, like, top seven or eight of the strikers in the league at that time. Like, I thought Dempsey was a really good striker, and I felt like, you know what? With him and Suarez, we could do bits, man. Especially like, the level the Andy Carroll thing. Do you get what I mean? Like, him and Suarez, that'll be a naughty little one-two up front. Like, yeah, man, forget Carroll. Carroll can go. Like, that ain't working. It's clearly yeah. obvious it ain't going to work, whatever. Yeah, get Dempsey. And if, if that was what it needed, then I was like, cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, that, do it. Oh, man, am I glad that it never went through, bro. My God. So, so here's the thing. Under Brendan, so we didn't sell him that season. We obviously kept him, but he was a bit mm. part player. Mm. And um, at the time, we had John Joe Shelby at the same time. And I'll be honest with you, and I'll say to this day, player for player, like I think I think Shelby's a better passer. 
I think he's a slightly better dribbler. Hendo's much more of an athlete. There's no two ways about that. I think he, uh, Shelby's better at dictating the game. I think Shelby's got a better shot. I think he's got like, I think Shelby's he's more a creative. baller, bro. It's all up here with Shelby. Shelby's a baller. Precisely. So I don't know if you remember. Many fans were like you. They were like, well, you know, we've got Shelby, so you know, we're good in it. We're good. Mm. Like if Henderson goes, like fair enough, because we got Shelby. Like Shelby was meant to be the next Gerard. Like that was mm. meant to be the guy. But he outlasted him. And when we sold Shelby, I was like, bro. I remember selling Shelby at the end of the 2012-2013 season. And I was thinking, but hold on, Brendan's been waxing lyrical about Shelby. And he just dumped him. He was waxing lyrical about spearing. Dumped him. But <laughs> Henderson's still about. And I was thinking to myself, what's going on here? And obviously we bought in Joe Allen as well. And I was thinking, all right, so oh, yeah, Henderson's definitely not getting him. Yeah, definitely not getting him feel. But when I watched Joe Allen, I was thinking, Henderson's kind of better than this guy, though. Like, with all due respect to Allen, Henderson's better than Joe Allen. I think 13, 14... Not a dribbling. Not a dribbling. That was the one thing. I thought Joe Allen's dribbling was very good. Very good? I don't drift. I've got to be honest with you. I do. I, I, I felt like when you needed a player to bring the ball from... You know, like when the DM receives the ball about maybe 30, 35 yards from goal, turns and does a little 30-yard run and lays off a pass. I thought Joe Allen was really good at doing that. Mm, I don't know. We'll agree to disagree on that one, Drew. Remember, because I, remember, we're talking about Joe Allen just coming in. I've been watching him at Swansea and he was very good, bro. He was very good. I think Joe Allen was a, de was a tidy little decent footballer, to be honest. I think he was just decent at best. I think he was just decent at best. But you see, when we got Allen, it was like, well, where's Hendo going to play? Now, I remember the, the start of the 13-14 season. Mm. We played 4-3-3 against Stoke at home. Daniel Sturridge got the winner. And Henderson was playing as a right-sided forward. And he actually had a really good game. A really good game to the point where Begovic had to pull off about two or three very, very good saves to stop Henderson scoring. But you see that season, 2013-14, that's for me the season where Henderson stood up and said, look, I'm a Liverpool player and I'm bona fide. Because you see that season, especially the second half of the season where he went on that amazing run before we lost to Chelsea. He was vital. vital. He became a man that season, bro. That oh, was the God. season he went from a boy to a man. Vital. And again, even game, like people think of like the Man City game and stuff like that. You remember the Swansea game where Wilfred Bonney like, had a really good game and we beat them 4-3? Henderson got two goals in that game. Vital goals in that game. Which One gave of them us finishes was naughty as well. Bro. Yeah, from outside the box. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, right, this guy's a machine. And I remember when we beat Arsenal 5-1 at home. And you remember Sturridge's goal, which I think was the fourth goal in that game. Remember, Coutinho played the pass, but it was actually Henderson oh. who hunted down Ozil. Ozil. Bro, when I'm telling you, I, I've never seen such intensity from a young man. Like, probably just went hunting. And I was like, bro, Henderson, leave him be, man. It's good luck. Like, we recorded him <laughs> off. And it was almost like, no, nah, no, nah, that ball's mine. I don't know what Brendan said to him before the game, but he was a man possessed in that game. And he took the ball off Ozil. Head it off to Coutinho, Coutinho to Sturridge, and the rest is history. 4-0 up in 20 minutes. And that when he did stuff like that, I was like, right, this guy is 
this guy is exceptionally good. Like, he may not have the the touch of a Xavi or Iniesta. He may not have the dribbling ability. He ain't a Gerard. Like, let's stop comparing him to Gerard. And I think that's when those comparisons stopped as well because Gerard was playing a quarterback role. Mm. And he just came into his own. He was playing on that right-hand side of the 4-4-2 diamond. And that side was just on lock. Like, good. Because remember, on the other side, that's where the rotation happened. The other mm. side was either Alan, Coutinho or Lucas Leiva. Like, Henderson was I'm one of the first names on the team sheet. Everyone else can do their thing. 100%. But you you know that's the saying, absence makes the heart grow fonder. You see the moment he gave Nasri that high tackle and got sent off in that Man City game? I turned really to my... I celebrated, I celebrated that win, but I turned to my missus and I said, we ain't going to win the league now, you know? And she was like, yeah, you will. Like, look, you just beat Man City. They were your closest rivals. I was like, nah. See that brother there who just got sent off? We're going to miss him. And she was like, oh, okay. And obviously, she's looking at me thinking, I don't really care what you got to say right now. But I'm just like, we're going to miss him, you know. So, Drift, you see that season. What did that season mean to you for Henderson? And when he got sent off, did, were you like me? Did you think, well, that's that's it for the league? I didn't think it was. It, I didn't right in that moment think, "Oh, we're we're done for the league." But when we played um, Chelsea, because we had Norwich after that, we beat Norwich, and then we played Chelsea, right? Yeah. And I remember during that Chelsea game, I was like, "Do you know what? It ain't Sturridge missing that's that's causing us problems in this game. You know, it's Hendo missing." Because if you remember, Sturridge didn't play the um, start that game either because he was yeah. coming back from an injury. And I remember thinking, everyone was like, oh, Sturridge missing is going to be the problem. And mm. I remember watching that game and I was like, nah, Hendo missing is the problem. It's Hendo. And I'll be honest with you, bro. We didn't win the league because Henderson got that red card against Man City. Fully I agree. guarantee you, the collapse at Crystal Palace does not happen with Jordan Henderson in that team. And we at least get a draw in that game against Chelsea. If Henderson is in that team, there, I, 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 nobody can tell me anything. We did not win the league because Jordan Henderson got that red card. I feel like he became a man in the 13 14 um, season. I feel like that was when everybody went from like, oh, who is this guy to hold on a minute? Okay. I've, all the other fans still try to hate because you're not like, do you know how many arguments I had with Arsenal fans about who was better at Ramsey and Henderson that season? That was the season it was like proper. Who's the better one? I'm like, just because Ramsey's better at scoring goals, it doesn't mean he's he's a better player than it. Like we used to go yeah. back and forward all the time. And I rate Ramsey, but I was just like, as an overall player, you can't bring me Ramsey to Henderson. Ramsey's just better at scoring goals. And yeah. I remember everybody was kind of doubting him. But I think the Liverpool fan base at that moment went, now hold on a minute. Okay, yeah. I can't even like take the mick out of this guy anymore. Like he is a very good player and he's very important. Um, so yeah, bruv, I he was he was key that season. To, I know everyone would always look at the front three, and they were on fire from January onwards. They really were. But people really downplay what Hendo, Gerard, and Coutinho were doing behind them. Like people act like we were our dead weight team that had no good players and just yeah. good strikers. They that you, I'm like you don't get how good our midfield was with Coutinho, Hendo, and when we played the diamond. 
Sterling would drop into the midfield as well. It was like yeah, into the they, 10, under, yeah. they, they used to underestimate how good. I mean, Gerard got was it thirteen goals and thirteen assists from from bloody court. I don't I don't know if it was that many goals and assists, but he had a very good goal score. Oh, he and did. It was either twelve. He got exact same goal and assist. It was either twelve of both or thirteen of both. So it was either twenty four or twenty six goal contributions from Gerard mm. that season. I know a lot of them were 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 penalties, but I don't care. He's playing quarterback. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, bro, that season we was on fire, and Henderson was a massive part of that, bro. Massive part of that. No doubt about it whatsoever. Yeah, I agree. And um, obviously the, the situation happened with Gerard slipping and stuff. And I think Henderson, yeah, Mr. Norwich, Crystal Palace and Chelsea game. And then obviously came back from the Newcastle game, which was the last game of the season. But it's like, yeah, that that season was, that was the closest we knew Gerard was going to get to lifting that trophy, especially because we, we all knew deep down Suarez was going to leave at the end of that season as well. It, it made no secrets about it. I know we... Signed him up to a new contract in January, but I was just to put a release clause in the gentleman's agreement to say that, yeah, whatever happens, we're selling you at the end of the season. We gave him 250 though. It's the most we've ever paid a player. I don't think it was 250 I think it was two. No, it was 250 bro. I'm sure I remember reading that we paid him 250 But we, we only did that because we knew we were selling him. Just a gentleman's yeah, agreement. So. We weren't going to keep on a three-year contract at 250 We'd never have done that. We did I don't know, to... you know. I think Suarez is one player no. that maybe the club would have because we needed him. But anyway, this is about Henderson. Yeah. So obviously going into 14 15, we we kind of saw that Gerard was starting to wind down a little bit. And the, the talk was that Henderson was going to be next in line for the captaincy. And I'll be honest with you, you see, after that 13 14 season, I was fully on board with it. If you'd asked me a season before, mm. I'd have I'd have said some very horrible things to you if you said, you know what, Henderson could be the next captain. I, I'd have potentially got arrested for like verbal assault. But you see, after that season there, I said, you know what, I get it. I'd understand if he does become our next captain because he's what Liverpool, he embodies Liverpool. He's never going to be a Gerrard. And, and I'm glad that the comparisons to Gerrard have stopped because Gerrard is an anomaly when it comes to being a captain. He's not just a leader of men. He's a leader of just greatness as well. Like, and we can go. He's through, an anomaly, full stop. Cap. Yeah, we can go through history, and you can think of some of the great captains, like Roy Keane, for example, is a great captain. Patrick Vieira is a great captain, but they didn't single-handedly win as many games for their team as Gerard did for Liverpool. And again, the argument could be made that they didn't have to, which again is fair enough. But mm. Gerard still did. He still Bro, did. There, I watch football a lot. I know you do as well. So you'll mm. probably back me on this. Before, present, and it's going to be a struggle in the future. I've never, ever seen a player that you can compare to Gerard. I just haven't. There's always a player who you can go, oh, that guy's a bit like him and he's got similar there. And, uh, and you can do little bits and pick. Bro, Gerard was so special at everything that there's never been a player ever that you can bring me where you can go, he's like Gerard. Because he can do absolutely everything. Yeah. There is not one weakness in that man's game. Man, the man's such a G. Even when he went into management, the man ain't got no fucking weaknesses, bro. He just went undefeated in the league. Like, yeah. different. Different. So yeah. trying to compare Henderson to him was unfair, bro. It was so unfair. Can you imagine being anybody being told, right, you've got to be the new Gerard? How yeah. do you do that, bro? Like, it's impossible. That's impossible, bro. Yeah. You can't... 
Sorry, sorry to, to bring a little bit of a downer to the show. I just want to address this before this gets out of hand. So, Tommy, um, we've actually spoken offline about this as well. And if you are someone who actually watches this show, you will know that all three of us have addressed the situation in Palestine. The, the situation with BLM and the Palestine situation are two very different things. So can we firstly not compare the two? Two very different things. Both equally as bad, but in different ways. Second of all, let's not accuse us of doing this and not doing that when we've spoken about it and we've addressed it. And thirdly, if you're going to speak to me privately, keep the conversation private or else I'll out you publicly as well. So we'll leave that there. If you want to be a man about these things, we'll be a man about it. If you don't want to be a man, then kindly you can leave and go and follow and support another channel. So nice one. I'm going to leave that there. So, um, all right, so 14-15 season rolls around now and um, news breaks throughout this, midway through the season that um, Gerard's going to move on to MLS, going to sign for LA Galaxy. And um, we all know that Henderson's going to be next in line for the captaincy. Mm. But 14-15, Henderson kind of has a rough time with injuries. That picks up quite a few injuries that season and never hit the heights of the previous season. However, people were kind of still arriving because they knew it was the injuries. It wasn't just a lack of form or drop-off in quality. Do you remember Going how worrying to... it was, bro? Sorry to cut you. Because you remember that season, there was a lot of rumours that his career might be, not over, but like, yeah, that yeah. he wasn't going to be able to get rid of that heel injury. And yeah, like, yeah. it was going to hamper the rest of his career. And there was a lot of panic going around thinking, shit, are we going to lose Hendo? Like, we just yeah. lost Gerard. What's going on here? Like, so that season, just so 14-15 was in the books and obviously we got to semi-final of the Carling Cup, didn't win it. Got to semi-final of the FA Cup, lost to Villa in the end. It was a bad season. And then mm. that culminated with a 6-1 loss to Stoke for Gerard's last game. I know, I'm sorry I had to bring it up, man. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> but then we get to 15-16 and I I'll be honest with you, I wanted Brendan Rodgers sacked at the end of 14-15. He wasn't sacked. And then the I following season... Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I'm a bit more harsh when it comes to those things. But um, he wasn't sacked. And then he was um, in charge of the start of the next season. But then in October, he was relieved of his duties. And a certain German came to the club as our new leader, Mr. Klopp. And straight away, there was talks of, all right, Henderson's going to be stripped of the captaincy and Hendo's going to be one of the first names out the door. And I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was one of them who was saying, you know what? Henderson could stay, but I don't want him to be a starter. And you see this captain thing, maybe he's not right for it. However, when Klopp came in, Klopp kind of dug his heels in and was like, no, no, this is my captain. This is going to be one of the players that I build a midfield around. When Klopp came in, Drift, did you fear for Henderson? I didn't fear for him. I felt Klopp may... You know what's mad, though? Because I remember the Dortmund team and I remember t players like Bender and and I felt like 
Klopp likes a workhorse. So I wasn't worried about him, so to speak. But I remember thinking if he gets his way, maybe Hendo will be a bench player. Mm. Kind, you know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe. But what, what encouraged me was that Klopp was like, I will never come in and tell everybody what to do. I will always assess the situation and see where we go from there. And then I'll make my decision accordingly. Mm. So he was never going to come in and strip Hendo like how like a Mourinho would where he just comes in on some hype thing. He's like, right, I'm in charge. I do what I want. I don't really care. He yeah, was yeah. like, I'm going to let you look, keep doing what you're doing. Watch what you're doing. Check where there could be something going wrong. And then I'll, 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 I'll act accordingly. And I knew Hendo would prove himself to him in that way. I knew that there was no way he was going to watch Hendo work and then think, oh, yeah, I'm going to get rid of you. I knew if he gave him a chance to prove himself, Hendo would prove himself. You get what yeah. I mean? So I wasn't worried for him, but I did think maybe if Klopp gets his way, there may be one or two players he'll bring in that will mean Hendo becomes bench by default, so to speak. I mean, it yeah. technically nearly happened. Yeah. You know? So here's the thing, Drift. I, and I, I might as well just be honest with everyone because I'll end up slipping out one way or another. So I might, <laughs> I, I might as well get it before it leaks out, innit? Um, I actually wanted Milner to be our captain. And it kind of... It's weird because obviously he just joined the club and he joined for Man City who had stopped us winning the league and he was a part of that team. Mm. But Milner just seemed like a leader through and through. And when Milner turned up, and was straight away given the vice captain role. I was like, just give him the full ting, man. Hendo can be vice captain. I wanted Milner to be captain. Mm. And looking back, it was harsh because Hendo had only had one season as captain. But because that season was so bad and we'd started the next season so badly, I was thinking maybe we just need to rip out the foundation, just start all over again. Mm. But, but again, Klopp didn't do that. And Klopp could have easily have done that. He resisted the temptation to, and that season again we got to the final of the um, of the Carling couple, the League Cup, lost mm. out to Man City because again Mignolet made a mistake for their goal, and then we kind of bottled it in the penalty shootout. Then we went on to play Borussia Dortmund in the quarterfinals of the Europa League, and Europa I don't know if you remember in the first leg drift. Henderson was having a decent game and ended up getting a bad knee injury. Mm. That knee injury would end up ruling him out for the rest of the season. And obviously, Degsy and all the rest of the boys got us through that tie with one of the most just amazing who, who, games. Who scored the, who scored the away goal? Degsy, one of the... Oh, what, the away goal? No, no, who, oh, who Diff, scored Diff, the away goal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, sir. Who got the winner again? Who got the winner again? Degsy, Degsy. Oh, Arigi, Arigi and Dexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, them two saved Liverpool and we went through. And then, um, obviously, we went through, we got past Villarreal after losing the first leg, but we got through quite comfortably. Um, yeah, shout out to Brendan, yeah. I still love Henderson's stare at, at Diego Costa. Diego Costa hasn't been the same since. I think he took part of his soul that day. Do you know um, what's mad, yeah? Do you remember Costa did a really dirty foul on Hendo, but it was from behind, and mm. Hendo needed a, a couple of minutes worth of treatment. So he didn't even know who fouled him. And I never forget, you know, when they zoom in on the on, on the thing and they forget that there, there's a uh, yeah. microphone. And I remember you heard Hendo going, who fucking did it? Who did it? Who, who, who the fuck did that? 
And like the physio was a bit like, oh, I don't know, but I'm just here to fix you. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hendo started asking all the Liverpool players, who the fuck was who who yeah. fouled me? And no, it was like everyone was a bit shook to tell him because bro, he had a fire in his eyes. And I remember just thinking, my fucking captain. That was the moment I think when I was like, my captain. And from then, it's been the talk about my captain thing from ever. But everyone was shook at Diego um Costa. Everybody, Henderson didn't give a fuck, bro. And for anyone who lives in England who knows, you see, the Northeast, bro, don't you don't play fuck with, with them. them, man, you know, don't bro. Don't play with them. Bro, you don't fuck with them, man, bro, I'm it. telling you, bro. They're fully like, about it. Bro, anyone who, <laughs> anyone who come back is top in the winter, yeah, not feel it, bro, don't And it's not, it's me. not known, it's hand-to-hand combat. Hand-to-hand combat, bro. They're fully good with hand-to-hand combat. Bro, no weapons. No, 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 no one joining. Man will tell everyone, I've got this. Are you, man? Don't jump in. I've got this. Hand-to-hand combat. Hand-to-hand combat, bro. It's there, but they, 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 I... Matt. So yeah, another thing as well, and this is this is a beauty of football. And when people say certain things, we have to kind of step back as fans because we don't know what happens behind the scenes. But I remember Carragher came out of a story recent, well, not recently, but quite a few years after it happened, about Henderson basically sticking it on Luis Suarez. And this was when Suarez was at his peak as well at Liverpool. Where <laughs> I think I can't remember what happened, but um, he had a go at. He tried to have a go at Henderson, and Henderson just basically like just dealt with him in training apparently was just like I'll tear your face off and, and, and since that day Suarez was just good as gold around Henderson all the guy like there's levels to this isn't it and again this it's the beauty of of sort of life as well because everyone thinks you've got to be the loudest person in the room and you gotta have a screw face and all this but sometimes you're the nice guy but you gotta do what you gotta do behind the scenes isn't it and it's like Henderson's one of them guys you're not gonna see him go out and try and take out a player like Charleston or one of those Everton boys or like what Roy Keane used to do. You're not going to see him do that. But if he needs to back it and he needs to stick up for himself or stick up for someone else, you know, you never have to fear that Henderson's going to be about. And I think that's why he's loved as a captain and loved as a player because he just, he will 100%. do what he has to do. He doesn't just throw his weight around just for the sake of it. He will step in when it needs to be done. So... Going on to, after 15-16, obviously, we lost the Europa League final to Sevilla 3-1. He couldn't play in that game either. Start of 16-17, he was asked to change from being a box-to-box midfielder to being a holding midfielder. So we now started playing a 4-3-3 regularly. Mm. But the main midfield that season, going into it, was Henderson at the base, Genie Wijnaldum and Adam Lallana as the two eights. I'll be honest with you, we watched, not we, but obviously we've watched it separately. The Barcelona game at Wembley, where we beat them 4-0. And I said, Bad you it. know what? This club team is something special potentially, you know. But at the same time, this is where scorelines can be a bit deceiving. Barca could have had a few goals in that game. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they and they kind of ran through our midfield a few times. And I was just like, Hendo, Genie and Wijnaldum. Because remember, Wijnaldum was played as a left-sided forward for Newcastle. Yeah, Lallana yeah. was never All played right. as an eight. Yeah, Lallana yeah, had never yeah. played as an eight for us before. So I was like, this completely new midfield. Plus Henderson as a sitter. Like, in my mind, you know what I'm like. I want my sitter to be bit. I don't, I don't want him to have no flashy <laughs> hairstyle. I just want him to be mean. 
Me. We said you'd play yeah. me a DM, yeah. Hundred percent, bub. You see me, yeah. <laughs> Wait, bruv, don't even think you're getting in opposition box, bro. Not even for corners. <laughs> not even I, bruv, for corners, I'm not bruv. good at tackling. That'll be such bruv, a mistake, bro. <laughs> you see, you see after you see after you first came to the ground, bro, and I'd see your head was bit. I'd be like, I'd pull you to us and be like, yeah, Drift. Remember we signed you as a forward, but I want to experiment with something, yeah. And you'd be like, what? And I'd be like. Yeah, you see that number six shirt? That's yours now. That's you. I would, I would have had the pace to get about, but I wouldn't have been making good tackles, bro. <laughs> That's what you think, though. I think everyone's got it in him, man. <laughs> bro, I would have been mistiming. You know when you, with the momentum just takes you through the player, bro? I would yeah. have been doing better that, bro. <laughs> but that season, Henderson started the season really well. And I remember he scored a wonder goal up at Chelsea against Courtois we won that game 2-1 and that was after Antonio just Antonio Conte just come in and Hot obviously Chelsea snap. yeah Chelsea went on to win the league that season and were brilliant especially in the second half of that season mm. but our main goal for that season was to finish top four and Henderson led us to that won't say he had a great season he had a good season but he led us to that after getting to the sixth after getting to the Champions League drift Six was the beginning of the 17-18. And we signed Ox, Salah, Emre Chan had just left as well. No, Emre Chan was going into the last year of his contract, sorry. Did you think Henderson would would play as well as he did in 17-18? And, and again, do you, do you think that there was another pivotal moment in his career as a captain that saw him take on another level? Um, am I mistaken in remembering that was a season when injuries started to plague him again, wasn't it? Um, no, not too bad. Seventeen, eighteen, from what I remember, a few injuries. No, maybe here it and was there. sixteen, seventeen. One of the Klopp seasons, he started to get the injury curse again, and like the heel started bothering him again. Was it sixteen, seventeen, or seventeen, seventeen? Yeah, 16, I remember, 17. and I remember being a bit worried about him from an injury point of view. That was what was worrying me a little bit because. Obviously, when you hear, you look, no, I, I get a little bit over angst about the injury stuff and whatnot. And I remember because of the, the injuries that he'd been getting under Brendan, I was a bit worried that they were coming back and he was going to like kind of, it was going to plague his career again and all that. They'll never be the same and all that stuff. I was a little bit worried about that. But mm. I never, ever doubted that he was physically or mentally, if he was on the pitch, going to be a letdown. At any yeah. point. And you know what? The mad thing is, yeah, 17-18, yeah, we lost the Champions League final, fair enough. But we was we were bad that season. I know we weren't that great defensively, but we were bad that season. Like I that football was so beautiful to watch. And um and you know what? I need to find the footage, yeah. And I know he ain't here, and I know it's not right to out him while he's taking care of his beautiful little uh, baby girl, but Matt told me he would swap Pogba for Henderson in an argument we had on screen, yeah? And I was like, you know when you're just like, I can't believe... And the thing is, a lot of other people agreed. He wasn't on his own. It wasn't like he was talking and nobody else agreed. So was this back like, in 17-18, yeah? The 17-18, yeah. So the when season did, we lost Pogba, the Champions League when did, Pogba, when did Pogba join? I think that was the first year or the second year of him being at Man back at Man U. Because I think they won the Europa League that year, didn't they? 
I think 17-18 was the season that Mourinho won them the Europa League, I think. I can't remember. See, here's the thing. I I understand why Matt said that. In hindsight, I think it's aged badly. Loads of people agreed with him. He wasn't on his own. I felt, bruv, I was the minority in that argument. Yeah, I'll be you would have been. You would have been. I was the minority in that argument. I definitely was the minority in that argument, bro. 100%. Loads of people agreed with him. Loads of people. So, but I was just like, I ain't swapping Hendo for no one. No one. You don't get leadership like this, man. You don't. That Like, forget about how good he is as a player, even. You don't get leadership. I used to, used to say to people, so what's, what's Pablo going to do when he's having a bad game? How's he going to help you when he's having a bad game? Because I tell you what, even if Hendo's having a bad game, he will still be influential in a positive way on the rest of his teammates. Do you get what I'm saying? What's going to yeah. happen when Pablo's having a bad game? Because those Pablo's having a bad game, it's a meltdown. Like, everything's just popping out. The whole midfield's just going to collapse out here. Do you get what I'm saying? So I was always of the notion that I didn't really give a shit whether you rated him or not. I always rated him. He was always one of the first three names on my team sheet. And he still is, bro. Even we have bountiful arguments about it. I'm like, but he still is. I thought Bob is still... Bob Hendo is always in the top three names on my team sheet. I don't care... I don't. That's fair I mean, obviously, we're gonna get to the seventy, to the eighty, ninety season when yeah. Henderson nearly got done out here. Really, if Klopp really has got his way. So, bro. so before we do that, uh, Chris Brack, shout out to Chris Brack from the LFC Day Trippers. Um, evening, lads. Henderson, ten years. Wow. Big question. This one's for Drift. Henderson or Origi? Hendo. Hendo. Wow. You answered that quick, bro. Yeah, but you don't know Origi's my guy. But Hendo's He's the old Origi under the bus like that, bro. I'm not throwing him under the bus. I've just uh, got to make a decision. Well, uh, like you threw him <coughs> under a double decker, bro. You know those men, you know those people who've got two brothers. And if somebody says, which one do you like the better? You're like, will my brothers find out? No. Oh, it's blatantly, didn't it? Like. Blatantly. <laughs> 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 Oh boy. Um, I also saw uh, Dave's LFC chats in the comments earlier. Shout out to Dave LFC chats. Go and check him out on YouTube. Obviously, go and check out the LFC Day Trippers. Just got over 10k subscribers. A so shout out to the Day Trippers. Shout out to the 1892 <clears throat> Reds podcast as well. Go and support them. Another great Liverpool channel. Um, all right. So, end of 1718 didn't go as Hendo expected or wanted. We lost the Champions League final. Um, unfortunately to Real Madrid and I just remember him on the pitch crying and that hurt that really hurt because again he didn't have a very good game that game but he had a good season mm. um, but it just it was a weird one sorry give me one sec Drift yeah, yeah, um, but what I will ask you before I just come off camera really quickly the end of 17-18 and going to 18-19 we were looking at getting Fabinho and Nabi Fakir and Nabi Keita. Did you think that was going to be the end for Hendo? Give me one sec, Drift, while you answer that. Um, if I'm being completely honest with you, to answer Carl's question, kind of, yeah. I kind of did. Um, I kind of felt like it wasn't Klopp in any way, shape or form wanting to get rid of Hendo. Because I know Klopp has never, ever wanted to get rid of Hendo. But what I felt like he wanted to do, A, he wanted options. And we know he loves a rotation in midfield. Um, we've seen it. It's the only position in our team 
that clock rotates. So we know, regardless of whether um, anything is going on in, in, in the team, with injuries, fatigue, no matter whatever it is, midfield he will rotate by choice. So I felt like he was definitely looking to do a rotation thing. But I looked at the midfield, and obviously hindsight is everything. But when you look at Fabino sitting, Naby box to box, and Fakir doing the attack, mm. I can't even put... Bro, I can't have any Hendo bias in thinking that midfield would have been disgusting, bro. And then you still if, would have had if, Henderson... If it had panned out the Ox. way it was... So, 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 bro. Then, and you would have still had Henderson, Ox and Lallana in reserve as well. And Milner. And, and you know what? I get where Klopp was going. I do. I'm not going to be ignorant to the fact that Hendo's my guy. I get where he was going. Because if it had panned out the way it was meant to, Naby doesn't come in and get all these injuries. And, and he's Leipzig box-to-box Naby. And Fakir is Leon, proper Leon Fakir. And then Fabino just doing what Fabino does. I can't even lie. That midfield would have been... Oh, that midfield would have been dirty, bro. As man like Matt would say, only fans activated. Bruv, that midfield would have been dirty. But do you want to know what's crazy, though, bro? I believe that Hendo would have still forced his way in by just being who he is. Somewhere, you would have, have been found... Expensive. It would have been expensive, Naby. It would have. It would have. And that isn't even being shady. I think it would have been at the expense of Naby. Fakir was so good when we could have sighted. He was so good. Bruv, everybody was shook, bruv, when we were oh, going to get was Fakir. So, Fakir was so good. Everybody was shook when we were going to get Fakir. he's still good bruv. now. He's just playing in a lesser team, but he's still good now. But that Fakir right there, and that Naby, with that Fabinho, that Van Dyke, that Allison. I'll be honest, yeah? If we had signed Fakir that summer, that would have gone down as the greatest summer transfer in Liverpool's history, summer transfer window that have gone down as our greatest. So that would have been Naby, even though we'd bought him the year before, but that would have been the yeah. year he arrived. Fabino, Fakir, mm-hmm. Allison, and, and Shakiri. Oh, bro, leave it out. Leave that it would out. have been that would have been the best summer transfer window our club has ever seen. Do you know what? That would have actually given FSG a leg to stand on. Ah, you you see Fakir, yeah? You see this whole talk about do we need to create a midfielder or not? We wouldn't be having this conversation. You see when people still say, oh, should we get Coutinho back? We wouldn't be having this conversation. No, yeah, not if we'd had Fakir, no. Actually, I'll tell you what was different about Fakir. But he was creative, he was brilliant, but he had that nastiness about it. He weren't going to get bullied. Like, you know your your number 10s are quote-unquote soft. Like, you could throw nah, them about you. Nah, yeah, Fakir, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shall I tell you what it was, bro? I watched the game with Fakir, yeah? And it was actually happened to Kaletikar. Kaletikar tried to foul him off the ball. Bro, when I tell you, he turned around to Kaletikar and just grabbed him by the throat. <laughs> but he wasn't, he wasn't angry. He wasn't shouting or screaming. He, bro, and he's shorter than, he's shorter than Kaletikar, isn't it? He just grabbed man by the throat and looked into his eyes to say, Bruv, don't do that again. Like, and I was just like, wow, this, he don't have none of it. <laughs> like, he just dealt with about four players with the ball and someone took him out and he's thinking, no, I'm not, I'm not a soft one like that. But he's Algerian, right? 
Yeah, yeah, you don't play with them, man. Bruv, you don't play with Algerians, bruv. You don't play Look with Algerians, Look at bruv. bruv. you don't play with Algerians. They will brock you up. It's simple. You don't rant with them, brothers. Like, what are you doing? You, you should know better, bro. Mm. Hold on. Another day we forgot we had as well. Why now would have been that time as well? Ah. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. We were a fakir away from having the best midfield, in my opinion, in world football and the best backups in world football. Yeah, but Klopp knew that the best way for him to execute what he wanted to do was to make sure his engine room could be fully rotated whenever he needed it to. Mm. And as I was saying just before you came back, midfield is the place that he doesn't mind rotating. I don't know if it's because it's the position where he trusts the players the most, but it kind of feels deliberate that we have more players in that position because he knows you have to keep the engine ticking. When you take your driving test, what do they tell you? Do you know how to change the oil? Do you know where the water goes? Because mm. as long as you do those things, you have to change tyres and brakes and all that, but the engine will work. As long as yeah. you make sure you do that, the That's engine good. will work. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think, I think if we'd have got Fakir, we would have had the perfect blend Oh, everything you need. We'd have had Oxen for care for attack. Mm -hmm. We'd have had Genie Hendo and Nabi for box to box. Mm -hmm. We'd have had Milner for utility. Mm -hmm. And we would have had Fabino for sitting. Facts. Knowing Hendo can, you know, sit in if you need him to as well. But we would have had the perfect blend of everything you need in your midfield. Everything. The creativity Facts. from Fakir as well. We would have had. We'd have had the perfect blend of what you need, bro. Facts, facts, facts. I mean, we kind of already did even without Fakir. So you just add Fakir and it's just yeah. ridiculous. Bro. You're doing crazy. But 18-19 didn't go according to plan for Naby Keita, who's a bit part player because of injuries, which has unfortunately sort of been the story of his Liverpool career. However, in the league, we became a consistency monster. And we ended up losing out on the league by one point to the winners, Manchester City. However, there was unfinished business from the season before mm. in the Champions League. That Barcelona game at Anfield. Where... And Hendo played through injury for 40 minutes. Bro, you see that performance from a captain right there? Sensational. And you see when he collapsed to the floor. At full time. But... Well, I kid you not, I got goosebumps on my arm thinking about it now, bro. Because we've all been there on a football pitch where you're like, I can't give any more. I've got nothing really left to give now. Mm. And he got to that brick wall and that pain barrier and he said, nah, F this. I yeah. know no pain for the next I'm not half having hour. It. We're getting through this cup. We're getting through. We're getting through this, uh, this semi-final. And he led that team in a Gerard-esque way. Like, I mean, he didn't get the goals. 100%. Yeah, but yeah, he, yeah. On the pitch, crunching into tackles, making the right pass at the right time, covering space, defensively brilliant. He was absolutely incredible that night. Even getting when, in the box, bro. He created oh, the first goal. Yeah, he did. You're right. You're right. And you see that performance right there? And once again, he's constantly having to prove himself. That was another marker where he could just look at the public and look at the world and say, I tick that off as well. You think I couldn't get my club through a, a situation where everyone wrote us off? Well, I'll add that to the list as well. Tick. What else is next? 
It's like he's constantly had to go through these tasks and prove that he's a captain. And that mm. was just another one to notch off and tick. And then obviously we went to Madrid and we won it for the sixth time. And I'll be honest, you see that moment? There was two moments that stood out to me after we, the final whistle blew. There was Henderson and Klopp embracing and both of them crying. And it was when Henderson went over to his dad and he embraced his dad. So am, am I frozen in yeah, your Yeah, you're screen, frozen. Sir? Yeah, you're frozen. What's going on here? You got resting B face at the moment, still, bro. <laughs> you know what? I think you know. <laughs> no, one second. I think. Let me change you, the battery. Is, your face looks game. like it's you. Your face looks like you're saying, mm, "Child, mm, child." But I think he the battery's got too hot. Let me, let me, um, let me check the battery. Mm, child, he don't even know. <laughs> let me change the battery. Oh, the yeah, no, that's fine, Drift, because I've, I've taken a picture of that. So <laughs> look out for that on social media, people. Um, but yeah, those two moments when he embraced Klopp and started, um, they both started crying. And then the second one where he embraced his dad, heart wrenching moments for all the right reasons. And then come to find out, his dad had been, if I'm not mistaken, I hope I've not got this wrong, but his dad had cancer while Henderson was going through that season and if you actually remember that season Henderson actually got dropped from the team for a little bit was on the bench and he came back against Southampton and scored a vital third goal to clinch that game and since from that game he just went on and just was a monster until the end of the season I remember playing against Chelsea where he beat them 2-0 he was the one who kind of dinked it for Mane to score the first goal in that game. And then obviously Salah got the winner, uh, making it 2-0 with that screamer. He was just excellent for that whole running. And we were so unlucky not to win that league. But the Champions League, again, we had no right to go through against Barcelona. And he just went and was just, he was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And again, it just showed what a quality captain he was and is. Um, sorry, Drift, I was just saying about the fact that... Um, what his dad went through that season as well because his, his dad had tongue cancer and he never let I, anyone know about it. And I was going to say, that's what I was going to say, bro. It wasn't even just about the performances on crazy. the pitch. Off the field, he was going through a lot, bro. Going through, a, going lot through and a lot. You see this whole narrative of footballers just need to play the game. It's like we take it so much for granted. You see, when they go through grief, they go through grief just like us. Dare I say it, maybe even worse than us to an extent because they can't actually grieve like we would grieve. Like, again, God forbid, but someone in my, let's say someone in my family passed away. I could call my workplace and say, you know what, guys, like this has happened. I'm going to be out for a little while. And my workplace would turn around and be like, take as long as you need, Cal. Henderson couldn't do that. We've seen it this season with Allison and Klopp. They couldn't yeah, do that. I was going to say, no, Klopp should have had a lot of times where he wasn't asked to do interviews. Yeah, but they had to just keep on doing it. So it's like, it's a, it's a weird one. But again, he got through that. And then obviously, so he's won the Champions League. He'd already won the League Cup. Now he was qualified for the um, World Club Cup. He led us to that. But the one everyone really wanted was the league, the Premier League. After getting so close on 97 points and losing it by one point to City, could he sort of strike up and, and make the team go again? And we know what he did in 1920. We know what he did. In 1920, he won the 
FWA Football of the Year, Football Writers Award, Football of the Year. After 30 years of hurt, he led us to the Premier League title. He did that. Like, say what you want about Jordan Henderson. But in one calendar year, pretty much, Champions League, World Club Cup, European Super Cup and Premier League, put some respect on his name. Put some Bro, respect on his before, name. Before, before we get to that, because we will get to that. Because my phone just messed up. At the end of that Barcelona game, bro, in the Champions League, there's a picture, and it's one of the most beautiful pictures I've ever seen in my life. And basically, it's Milner and Wijnaldum hugging, and in the background, Henderson's got his hands over his face, lying down in agony after yeah. after collapsing because, obviously, like the final whistle went. And everything you need to know about who we are is in that picture because obviously you've got the crowd cheering yeah. as well. Everything you need to know, whoever took that picture is an absolute genius because everything you need to know, the embodiment of the embrace from Jeannie and Milner of like the, the camaraderie and the togetherness, you've got the crowd going mad and anthem showing exactly why we are who we are. And then you've got right. Hendo, the leader, who's literally like, I can actually take a break now, you know, like that kind of... Yeah. I can rest almost like I've done the deed. Like I'm at that moment now. Everything about that picture, I need to actually get that picture because I had it and I don't know where it is. And I need to get that yeah, picture back. That picture is amazing. No, it's just it's just all three captains fun. in the picture as well. Yeah, I just thought about moment, it. all man. three of the all three of the club captains are in that picture. It's just amazing, man. Absolutely amazing. And then obviously leads us to the Premier League drift. We we actually started Coppish as a trio at the beginning of 1920 season. Mm. And none of us thought we were going to win the league. We thought that we'd, we'd definitely finish top four. We, I think I predicted we'd finish third. You predicted third. Matt predicted second. But we all had City to win the league because of our summer transfer activity or lack thereof. Mm. I thought we However, might do a back-to-back Champions League. Which again, we probably would have had it not been for a certain uh, goalkeeper that season, but we won't speak on that. Did but none of us thought we'd win the league. Henderson and Liverpool proved us wrong. So I'm not asking you, Drift. With Henderson winning the Premier League, where does he rank amongst captains Liverpool have had? And I'd say maybe since the start of the Premier League era, and and again I know I'm cheating a little bit because I don't I wasn't really alive before the Premier League era, so I can't speak on captains. Obviously, I can speak about your Sunesses and stuff because I've watched loads of footage of them in the past. Mm. I know what they mean to Liverpool and the mm. club's ethos and everything. But since I can remember, we've had uh, John Barnes as club captain. We've had Paul Ince. We've had um, Fowler. We've had McManaman at one stage. Then we had um, Jamie Red, Redknapp. Redknapp. Then, we, then we had Hoopier. Mm. Then we had Gerard. And then we had Henderson. So seven captains that I can remember. I think at one point, um, I had a hell of a... McAllister was captain as well at one point. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, Drift. Out of those seven captains that I can remember, where does Henderson rank? And bearing in mind, Henderson's only 30, I believe. So 31. he's affected. No, 30, he's still 30. Is he still 30? I, think, I thought he yeah, was 31. 31. No, he's 31 this year. I think his birthday's oh. in August, if I'm not mistaken. 
But um, so we're talking pre- we're talking art prem we're talking art era prem not era yeah time. we're talking art era. Where does he uh, where does he rank? Say it. I know what you want to say. Say it. I don't think it's a wrong answer. It's not nice. It's not an answer many are going to agree with. I don't think it's a stupid answer though. If you're going to say what I think you're going to say, he's the best captain we've ever had in the Premier League era. He's not the best player captain, which is what I think a lot of people have got to make sure they 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 know that there's a difference. You've got yeah. to, you've got to dif- uh, differentiate between the the player. Can't talk to Barnes as a player. Can't talk to Ince as a player. Can't talk to Gerard as a player. Can't talk to Redknapp as a player. Um, all those players, Fowler. He can't talk to them as a player. But we're, you're asking me, captain. So I've got to remove how good how good they were as players away from it. As a leader, bro, this guy's in all the campaigns. Do you know how happy it made me when he stood up for Black Lives Matter? He's got all yeah. of these things that he's doing now. When the Super League came, he sat down all the all the captains and went, yo, you, man, we're not doing this, you know. NHS, having... NHS with COVID. NHS with... Bruv, this is... People don't under, actually understand what type of human being Jordan Henderson is. This man is on a... But bullying, online social media bullying. Yeah. Bruv, people... Jordan had... Bro, it's different. But it's different. Like when it comes to actually as a footballer, you can't talk to them, man. Do you get what I mean? Like we, we gotta be honest. Like, even though I think John Henderson is, is is a is a world-class player, he ain't talking to a to a Barnes or a or an Ince or a Gerard. Like I know that I'm never gonna sit here and, and talk rubbish just for the sake of it. But a lot of what they did was they led by the example of their ability. And it isn't that they're not look at Gerard, what he's doing now, Rangers. Of course he's a leader. But a lot of the time, they would actually lead with their ability. And then the other stuff would just follow behind. Jordan Henderson is the guy who knows he hasn't got the ability the other. So he just straight up leads, bro. Like, straight yeah. up. Like, like because no one can even go, oh, what, he's just a good captain because he's a good player. No, he's a good player because he's a good human being, bro. Yeah. And people listen to him. There's a reason why we got players in our team way better than him who show him nothing but respect. But we've got the best defender to ever play in the Premier League. Yeah, I said it. The best defender to ever play in the Premier League. And he will let Henderson tell him about himself. And he's a great leader in his own right himself, bro. And he will still be like, all right, Hendo, now I'm going to listen to you. What you got to say, bro? Because that is how much respect this man demands by being Yes, Tiago, Salah, Mane, Ali, all these Bad boys, they all listen. When he talks, they listen, bro. Yeah. If Jordan Henderson says, right, I need a word. I know there's certain man who thinks, shit, the captain wants to talk to me, but I'm in trouble. Fuck, what did I do? Yeah. But I think the only not... person who doesn't is probably Milner. Yeah, probably. But then again, I don't know. Yeah, you know, as a senior player to him, maybe he's a bit like, I, will, I respect you, obviously, but I'm older than you, bro. So, you know. Yeah. And I'm vice captain as well. And we've got to be honest as well. We could do a Millie special. What a sensational captain James Milner is, by the way. Like, yeah. I wouldn't even have, you know, when you said you want Hendo, you wanted Milner. But I wouldn't have had a problem if they'd have given yeah. it to Milner. Yeah. I still think it should be Hendo. But Millie, James, most underrated player ever to play in the Premier League, Milner. Bro, you know what I'm saying? So you're probably right. But that's probably a, a seniority thing because he's yeah. five years older than him. And 
But you're right, maybe only, maybe. But bro, yeah. they all listen. When John Henderson tells their man to shut their mouth, they shut their mouth, bro. It's facts. It's facts, facts, bro. It's you get what I'm saying? And we're not talking about because he's messy. Because everyone just knows I can't talk to him as a player. There's got yeah. to be something more in there when you've got respect for a man who's not even better at you than what you do. That's different, bro. That's different. That's right, almost yes. like knowing you can brock your dad up, but because he's your dad, you still shut your mouth. You still shut your mouth. You don't live at home anymore. Nothing. But you know right. what? That respect there because of who he is, you still listen. Certain times, you know, there's enough that, man out there. That could yeah. be me and Stevie one day still. The boys get oh, There strong. you go, bro. You know how many men out there, their dad still bads them up. And there's no need for you to get badded up by your dad yeah. now. No need. But you've got respect. so much respect for him, for what he did for you and what he is and what a man he is. You shut yeah. up and you listen. You're big, rascal, up, 30-year-old man or older. And you still shut up and you do what you're told. And you listen because you've got respect for that man. And that's yeah. the type of respect that Henderson commands, bro. It's different. It's different. It so if you're talking about all round, it's always going to be Stevie for all round because Stevie, as we said, there's never going to be anyone like him. He's he's just different. But if you're just talking about his ability as an actual leader, captain, I think he's got to be Hendo, bro. He's done too much in the time he's been Liverpool captain for me mm. to. He, he's done too much. That yeah. is, See, here's the thing. I don't agree with you, but the the points you make, I can't sit here and be like. Like we, we mean you go back and forth all the time about stuff. I can't sit here and be like, oh, drift, that's terrible take. Or mm. I fully get why you say that. I think it's Gerard. I do think it's Gerard. And then I think it's Henderson and then Hoopy a third. But mm. I can't sit here and be like, no, it's definitely Gerard. What are you chatting about? Um, no, nah, drift, you're wrong. I every every argument you made right there, I can't turn around and say that you're wrong. Like the great arguments. The only reason I go with Gerard is because. As a captain, I think he could do everything Jordan Henderson could do. But he was able to back out with his playing ability as well. Mm. And I think you put Gerard in any team in any Liverpool area and he shines and potentially is the captain in any era as well. So that's the only and reason why, it does it for Gerard. That's why I won't argue with you, bro. That's yeah. why I won't argue with you. Your argument is solid and has no holes in it either. So yeah. I can't even argue with you either, bro. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, It's one of them ones. All right, so we're going to help some of the super chats for our arts drift. One last question before we sign off. Um, yeah. Dinesh says, Evening, why are you crying? Because it's hot. Man up. <laughs> I, work <laughs> <as an electric. laughs> I work as an electrician. We have to deal with hot weather. Henderson is a Liverpool legend captain. No, I'm not going to, sh- I'm not going to rebut all that. that I, I got to take that one. Of the the bridge, you know how hot is outside when I've got the sun beating down on me, bro? Shut up. Bro. Man up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out to Demo Dre. Um, I turned with Henderson when he shifted a ball on his right foot and curled it top bins versus Man City armband, green boots, and something Gerard would be proud of. He won that game 2 1. Do you remember he scored the second goal in that game? He was a screamer. Is it Sturridge? Nah, cute. Coutinho. I guess Man City. Yeah, we won that game 2 1. He cut in no, again. Hold on, Hendo's packed the top corner against City twice, hasn't he? Am I getting the no, which game? Once. Oh, no, it's Chelsea's done it twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, he scored. I'm sure he scored two screamers past Man City. No, no, just. Am I one. losing my mind? Hold on. No, in that same game, Coutinho scored a very similar goal to Henderson. But was it at the other end? Yeah, yeah. They scored yeah, one in each half. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Um, oh. JR says, um, who's been best for Liverpool, Joe Allen or Naby Keita? We got we 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 can't hate it's Joe Allen. He's not as good of a footballer as Naby Keita, but he was ever present and played more of a role over the course of the time he was there. I know I know people might come for me, but that wasn't a question of ability. That was just what they've contributed to Liverpool. Joe Allen contributed more than Naby Keita. True or false? You will fight again this year. It's hard to put it. I, I... <laughs> I say nothing. Um... <laughs> Joe Allen was better than people give him credit for, man. Um, Night seventy five. Jamrock says, "False." Drifty James Pierce reported that Brendan Rodgers was actually the one that wanted Clint Dempsey, and Henderson said no, and he actually cried about it. Oh, that says a no, lot. no, no. We, I know that. I know Hen Henderson was the one who fucked up the deal. No, I know that. Hendo yeah. actually went, No, I'm not going there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently, Brendan was actually quite vexing for it as well. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I know that Henderson dug his heels in, and I'm so glad he did. Um, nine seventy five Jamrock says, "Cal, you can't you can't deserve something you've no control over." No, I hear you, nine seventy. You hit me with them Thanos quotes, bro. Like I get, <laughs> I get you, man. I get you. Come on, nine seventy five Jamrock. You know what I meant when I said that. Uh, nine seventy five Jamrock again says, 13 14 Brendan bottled it. Nothing to do with FSG." I think I know, there's a I don't wider. Think we blamed FSG for for that season. We didn't blame. No, that. we we talked about FSG in the um the beginning of the 12-13 season, not the 13-14. Although you did make a very valid point, or was it someone else? It was me, Salah. No, no, in that thirteen fourteen season, we should have actually brought in a defensive um reinforcement in the January window. No, we, we, we should have signed Salah that window as well. Remember yeah, we, we had no, but that was Chelsea doing their dirty. You know what Chelsea are like. No, that's because we were umming and ahhing about the deal, and Chelsea came in and just paid the money. Chelsea didn't even want him. They just knew we wanted him, so they just came in on some some idiot thing. I tell you, the one that was FSG fault was Conor Plianka. That was the one that was FSG fault because you can't take a man's player with one hour to go yeah. and leave all that room for error, like. You even sent Thingy over there. Like, that deal should have got done way before it got done. But in that in that window, though, bro, maybe it was someone when I did the show the other day with the guys. In that in that January window, we should have bought a centre-back because defending was what our problem was. And we were relying on Colo Torre, who was past his best. No, we, we kind of... Really no, no, we had defensive numbers. We had Skirtle, Aga, Sacco and Colo Torre that season. No, but wasn't... Aga was struggling with injury. He was, yeah. And I'm sure yeah. Sacco had an injury as well, didn't he? No, no, Sacco is good that season. Because it was Colo and Thingy that were playing like loads of games. And I remember when Colo fucked up against Fulham, I was like, oh. No, it wasn't Fulham, it was um, West Brom. So who fucked up at Fulham? Was No, that was Lucas, I think, that fucked up at Fulham. No, I remember Fulham. Fulham. No, no, he didn't he I'm sure Colos scored an own goal oh, against Fulham. He did score an own goal against Fulham. Yeah. Yeah. We, oh, we won God. that game 2 1, though. We won that game 2 1. No, didn't we draw that game? No, I won 2 1. Joe got a last minute penalty. Sorry, oh, maybe we won we're with the game that we drew then when Colo. We was... did, yeah, when Colo played the ball across the box and the knee. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Colo was Colo. Colo had his moments still. I've got oh, love for Colo, though. Um, Johnny Ten Gun says, we were brilliant. Do you remember Roma fans clapping us? I do. We gave Roma a beating that day. Absolute beating. Ali to ship. Oh. FSG Another. fucked this one. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what he's doing now, but at the time, he was a bad boy, and we should have got yeah. him. Um, big up to our brother, Stro. Uh, for Kier versus City in the Champions League. Fire. Uh, didn't we have Chan at the same time? No, Chan left at the beginning, or sorry, the end of the 17-18 season. Um, yeah. Night 75, Jamrock says, Drifty, we needed seven points from Chelsea, Crystal Palace and Newcastle. No, I, I get what you're saying, Night 75, Jamrock. Bre Brendan messed up. But at the same time, I well, no, do you know what? I'll tell you how it is. Brendan messed up. He did. We, we, we set up our tactics completely wrong. So, 1975 Jamrock, I believe that's correct what you're saying. Because against Chelsea, we set up all do you know why? Do you know why I disagree, bro? Because I really felt bad for Brendan in that moment. That was a real damned if you do, damned if you don't. I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place moment. Because knowing all we needed was a draw against Chelsea, yeah? If we'd have changed what we'd been about, and we'd have sat in, and we'd have won that game, and we'd have lost that game 1-0, everybody would have said that Brendan bottled it by not sticking to his guns. Him going for it and losing the game, then people go, oh, you bottled it. But without... It, it literally was just the accidental slip from Gerrard that fucked up the thing. No, I, I think when we saw Chelsea's tactics, I think you can go for it, but you have to be responsible how you go for it. We weren't responsible, especially in, especially in the second half. We weren't responsible. But we peppered them, bro. They never had no say in that game. If Gerard really accidentally slip, bro, we get the draw of the win in that game and we're all right, you know? No, Literally, I hear you. I that hear that you. moment but is just so fake. But, like, but he also knew that Jose set up for a draw. As, as Night 75 Jamrock says, Jose set up for a draw. He did. And a draw was fine, no, but it, it would have added more pressure to the Palace and the Newcastle game. Not to say that oh, we couldn't we knew, have won we it. We knew we were going to smoke Palace and Newcastle if we drew with Chelsea. Yeah, in theory. If we yeah. drew with Chelsea, we'd have smoked Crystal Palace, bro. We, the Crystal Palace thing was only because we got negligent because we were chasing eight goals Gold or whatever That was, it was silly. That, but that's that's what I think uh, Night 75... No, but bro, we, right he now. needed to go for it, bro, because people... You know, no, when people no. say Cristanbul... Bro, we still would have lost the league if we'd have beat Crystal Palace because they are such a superior goal. I know, goal. but it wouldn't. It would have put more pressure onto City, and it was just made. They were always going to spank West Ham in that last game, bro. Come it wasn't on. even West Ham; it was the Aston Villa game as well. Yeah, but they were always going to beat those two. Yaya in Torre, theory, madness. That's yeah, it was. It was. They it were was. always going to beat those two teams. It was the Cho It was a Crystal Palace game. Jose set off for the draw. A draw was cool. A draw would have won us the league. The Gerard slip, and it's not Gerard's fault. Of course, yeah, it's just, not. It just but that moment is what made us have to go into panic mode in that game and start chasing yeah. the game. If that moment doesn't happen, we win the league, bro. Like that, that's the margins, the small margins, bro. It's, no, it's I hear that. Um, Craig says Jay Spearin, Sean Dundee, Bruno Sheriff, or Nabby. Bro, that is. If you're talking about, you will fight again this year. It's hard to put it. Um, <laughs> uh, Matt's going to kill us. Um, 1975 Jamrock <laughs> says, did Klopp bottle the league in the 18-19 season? 
Draw to Man United away, draw to West Ham away, draw to Everton away, draw to Leicester City at home, draw to Arsenal away, draw to City at home. I personally don't think Klopp bottled 18-19. I think bottling it is being very disrespectful. I think but, he bottled two games that season, but not but, bottled the league. I definitely feel like one or two of those games shouldn't have been drawn. To call it bottling is ridiculous. We got 97 points, guys. To call it bottling is ridiculous, but... There were one or two games. I remember that so, Leicester game. It was a tip, but all right. So here's the thing, though. All right. So if I'm gonna break you down these games, though, no, game. hear me out, Drift, because I'm gonna break down these games. So it was the first one where I was mentioned was a draw away to Manu. That was one of the two games I think he bottled that season. That one and the City game away from home, which we lost. The City game at home, I don't think we bottled that. We just didn't play well, and City didn't play well. We just, neither, neither team really that played was, That well. was the nil-nil when Morris yeah, was the penalty. Yeah, precisely. The West Ham away draw, we actually should have lost that game. We were quite fortunate to get away with a draw, so I was all right with that because we didn't play very well. The Everton draw, we didn't bottle that game. Our finishing was just atrocious that day. Our finishing, that wasn't down to Klopp's tactics. Like We ripped Everton apart many times in that game. The draw to Leicester at home, we should have actually had a penalty in that game. Naby Keita got a stonewall penalty and was denied a penalty in that game. Should have had a penalty. Yeah, and I then the draw, that. the draw away to Arsenal. I don't know if you guys remember, but we had a goal disallowed in that game, which yeah, we, we shouldn't have had a goal disallowed. So I can't say it was bottled. But two games that season, I think we bottled it. it was a Man U game away, and the um, the Man City game. Sorry, the Man City game away as well. Those are the only two. You know, I wouldn't I, say we can't I, bottle the league on 97 points. That's, that's I, I think the reason why we and people I know you can't really say this because they had injuries themselves, but that Firmino injury really confused us for a while during that Man U game. I feel like if, if they'd have been dropping that flies and Bobby had have been on the pitch, oh, we'd have ripped them we would have ripped them apart. But yeah. Bobby's injury, because you gotta remember in the 1890 season, we're talking peak Bobby. We're talking Bobby, the system Bobby. And I feel like him going out of that game, it disgruntled us. We were a bit like, oh, shit, what do we do now kind of thing? If Bobby had stayed fit, we'd have smoked Man U that game. Yeah, um, But it was the Leicester game just because at that time, I think we would have killed um, City's hopes. Pep Spirits, yeah. If we'd have won that Leicester game, I remember it was snowing or like it was fucked up. The pitch was all fucked. Mane scored, we were 1-0 up. And I remember thinking, if we can win this game, we're gonna put yeah. a big dent in their in their confidence, and then because we drew, they just and Pep admitted it. Even this season, Pep was like, "I thought we weren't gonna win the league in November," and then I realized, "Hold on!" It was like what we did gave him confidence to realize they could come back. You got to knock the stuffing out of these man, bro. You know what I'm saying? Night seventy five Jamrock says Man United. He bottled it and blamed it on Man United making free subs in the first half. I was so peed about that. Where's Tammy blamed the wind? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did do those things. I you want to know what? Yeah. Was, you, you should never, ever blame the wind for everything because it makes you look stupid. It does, yeah? And both teams are playing in those conditions. But what I will say, shout no, out to anyone who's played Sunday League football. No, no one can't tell me the wind don't affect the game. It does, but as you just said, it affects both teams, bro. It's not like the well, wind no, just blowing uh, one I tell, direction. I tell you why it doesn't always affect both teams. Because sometimes the wind is blowing in the direction. That means when you take a shot, the wind puts an extra 20 miles an hour behind your shot. Or it can start pushing the shot 
away and slow it down to make it easier. So sometimes it isn't affecting both. Sometimes it's only affecting one team. <laughs> Sorry, I just... <laughs> Don't worry, we're playing down here. Hey, Sunday League football Sunday stand League quotes, up, bro. Hey, Madam, no, bro. Shout out to A United Team Res podcast for that one. Um, <laughs> Jay Finn says he did drift. All he had to do, all he needed to do was change Stephen to the top of the diamond and put Lucas to CDM because Chelsea wasn't going to press us. I agree with that. that yeah, I, I can't argue that. I can't argue. Uh, Michael Johnson said, I still think both Pep and Klopp will go down in history amongst the greatest ever managers. They seriously increase the standards of the league. I agree, although you guys know what I think of Pep and the fact he um, he has a lot of money behind him. I need to see a bit more before I can put him in that bracket. Um, they're, that they're, they're top five. Yeah. It's Ferguson, Mourinho, Klopp, Pep and then Wenger. Top five. Yeah. Uh, Jeannie Houdini, another Chelsea which was better, which another Chelsea which was the better goal question. Hendo's long shot versus Chelsea or Sturridge's long shot versus Chelsea. Oh, hold on, am I living in deja vu or was we asked that question before? No, we were asked the question about Sturridge and someone else. Sturridge and Salah, gonna... no, Sturridge and Salah, we were asked about in the last. Oh show. yeah, yeah. But you know, for a minute there, I thought I was in the twilight zone. Bro. Yeah, no, oh, we man. were, we were asked that. It was Salah and Sturridge, though. Um... Oh, Hendo or Sturridge? Those are very similar. That's the difference. The Salah one was like a banger, whereas Sturridge and Hendo both just put that whip on it. Yeah. You know what? Which 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 one are we talking about? For What's me, it's Hendo. <laughs> I had a Sunday league. <laughs> <laughs> Put in the mixer. <laughs> um, are we talking of which? Because remember, Jordan's packed two top quarters against Chelsea. Which one are we talking about? I'm trying to remember the second one. You're Courtois saying you and Aspilicueta. Those are the two that have been packed out by Henry. Kepa, you mean? Ar- Ariza Balaga. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. When did he score the stream against Kepa? That was the one when um, we beat them in the, the season we didn't win the league. I'm sure that was that season. No. I'm sure it was. I'm sure he's Pat Kepper. I definitely no, know the one against Courtois when he no. put it top top corner. No, he's Pat Courtois. He hasn't Pat Kepper. No, he has, bro. He's Pat Kepper. He hasn't. You must be thinking so of I'm Nabby, not losing bro. my mind, you lot. I'm, Hendo is Pat Kepper. I'm sure. You sure you're not thinking of, of Nabby? Hold on, three minutes from time. No, Pat Kepper, bruv. 100%, bruv. It was very identical to the one against uh, against Courtois, bruv. You, bruv, you're normally the one with the best memory, bruv. That's why I'm glitching a little bit. Are you sure? Bruv, he scored two of those special types of goals past Chelsea, bruv. 100%. Both at Stamford Bridge. I don't I can't above you're making me second guess myself. No, he hasn't scored two screamers against Chelsea. He has at Stamford Bridge. How no, I, I cannot be losing my mind. No, he hasn't drift. I'm almost certain he hasn't. Uh you lot are gonna make me have to get in the archive. Hold on, hold on. Sorry, guys, pause the show for one second. I need to clear this up. Hold on. All right, so it says 
20, was it 2012? Did he score against? Oh, are you thinking about the one where he ran through? He nutmegged John Terry, ran through and then side-footed it. No, hold on, hold on. So Hendo uh, hasn't packed, that, he hasn't scored against was, Chelsea since That was the fourth while ago. Kepper, it was Sturridge who packed out Kepper. All right, hold on. I cannot be losing my mind. Hold on. While you do that, I'm just going to read out something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is just for my curiosity. I can't Um, believe it. Tell the story of the Chelsea 13-14 game. We don't want to relive those bad memories, man. Uh, 1975 Jamrock says we are the only team in Premier League history to lead it uh, on Christmas Day and lose a title. We did it four times: 0809, 13, 14, 18, 19, and 2021. 1975 Jamrock, not meaning to call you out here, and obviously we do want you to call in on Friday. I do find it a bit mad how you have a lot of heat and blame for managers, but not so much the owners. I do think that's something we need to discuss when we speak on the phone. I do think that is something we need to discuss. But but what you said here is absolute facts. But I, I do think we need to discuss that. Um, bro, he hasn't scored against Chelsea since 2016, and that was the goal. That was the one against Courtois. The only other goal was the one where he, um, we, we lost it to them in the FA Cup f- final, and then we played them, I think, three days later, beat them 4-1. Shelby scored a wonder goal in that game. Am I losing my mind? It was Shelby. So I in that game, I'm we beat them 4 Suarez ran down the right-hand side and cut in and then hit the ball and Essien scored an own goal. Second goal, I believe, was Daniel Agger or Jordan Henderson. And then Henderson scored. And then the fourth one was... Um, I can't remember who the goalie was for them, but a goalie kicked out. It fell to um, Shelby sort of about 40 yards out and he just volleyed it back in, half volleyed it back in. It was not Henderson. It's definitely not Henderson. But I think I'm losing my mind. Yeah, with this one, I think you've got confused with something else. Did he? But did he hit two bangers against Man City? I don't think so. Yes, uh, it's City. You know, it's it it's, City? it's City that he's banged two goals from outside the box against. Yeah. It's City. I'm watching it now. All right, fair enough. My bad. I've got the teams mixed up. Fuck both them pussies anyway. Um, before we sign off, people, so first and foremost, do smash the like button, please. Subscribe if you're new to the channel. Speaking of goals, Henderson's best goal drift, what is it and why? His best celebration was no, him no, and Firmino. I love that. I love oh, that. Oh, that goal against Southampton. Yeah, I, bro. That was that was my moment of the season. That I'm was my screensaver for a long time on my PC. Yeah, that I'm was my moment of the season. That was beautiful. Um, Hendo's best goal. It might be the Chelsea screamer. It might be that he put that sole top corner. It was, and Courtois is a big ass you. 
I'm trying to think. So Norwich goal was a half volley. Swansea was a really good finish. Man City, the goal against Chelsea. He also scored a half volley, sort of a cut across the ball against Burnley, which was a really good goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, he don't score poor goals. He doesn't score. Yeah, do you remember the goal against Leicester when he chopped back inside and then sent yeah. both the goalie and the defender yeah, the wrong way? Um, he scored against someone this season. Palace. Yes, good goal. That was a good goal. I wish that left foot striker had gone in against Man U and hit the post, you know. Yeah, same. Um, I think it has to be the Chelsea one. I'm that gonna was, go with the Chelsea inch one. That was inch perfect. Inch perfect. And it was, and it was against a world class goalkeeper as well. So I'm gonna have to go with that one. But he's had some he's had some good goals, man. Some really good goals. Really but yeah, people, hope you've enjoyed the show. We've waxed lyrical about Henderson, 10-year anniversary today since he joined Liverpool. Um, let us know in the comments below your favourite Henderson moment and your favourite Henderson goal. Um, and yeah, here's to at least another five years of Jordan Henderson at Liverpool, man. Hope he retires um, at the club. And if Nothing by love and admiration. I don't know what you're smoking. Indeed, indeed. But people, we are going to be... So... Members video dropped yesterday, in it, Drift? Yeah. One drop, yeah. So one drop yesterday, one's going to drop today, and then we're going to have another one before Sunday as well. So make sure you look out for the members stuff. If you want to become a member, click the link in the description on YouTube. Remember, guys, we've got merch as well. Got merch, got merch, got merch. Doing the copish lean and that. Got merch, got merch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if anyone's been on the socials, they'll see that um we are actually in the last week of the basement settings t-shirts, guys. And then yeah. it's gone for Friday. Free. So Friday it will be out oh, of commission. Good. And we will be launching a new t-shirt on Monday. Um Streets approved Tem says, not a goal, but guys, remember that move Hendo is involved in between Robbo and Trent in the Champions League? Yes. When um, Robbo scored from Trent, that was yeah, that was excellent. Um, yeah. If you want copish merch, go on, bro. No, no, go on, go on, finish, finish. If you want copish merch, click the link in the description as well. Go for it, Drift, bro. I know. I was gonna say. I know we was talking about his best goal, but while we're waxing Liverpool about Hendo, I just gotta get it in now because afterwards I'm not gonna be allowed to. What is his best moment? It don't have to be actually kicking ball, but what's Henderson's best moment for you? Or what me. actually now what's his best moment or what moment meant the most to you? Okay. Uh so quickly say so Dinesh says, I've sent you top twenty uh Henderson on Twitter. Blessed for that, Dinesh. Yes, Enough that, love, bro. Uh, um will I need new boxes all right. short? <laughs> all right, so his best moment for me was winning the Champions League. Even though the premiership was the holy grail and we had never won it, I think the Champions League showed that he is a man that can lead this team to elite level honours. So I think that kind of got that hoodie off his back. And that was the when, first trophy he won as a captain as well. When he showed uh, that there's actually new ways to lift the trophy, even though trophy lifting has yeah. been done for over 100 years. The Hendo shuffle and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Revolutionary. Revolutionary. Um, and then for me, the most... What was the second question? The, the one that what, hit me what, the most? What Hendo moment means the most to you? Him hugging his dad after the Champions League final. Did you did you see what I wrote down or did you read my mind or what? Because there was a both no. of mine, exact same moment. Yeah, like you see that moment there? That's deep. That's deeper that's than football, isn't it? That's, that's deeper deep. than football. That's like to, to to see your dad watch you win probably the most prestigious club competition in world football 
especially after going through like cancer and stuff like that, I think very few moments can touch that. Especially the way he looks up to his dad because he says he said many a times, my dad made me who I am. I am who I am because my dad molded me. So that's his hero, isn't it? So yeah. you're right. That 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 moment was beautiful. Yeah. That moment was beautiful. You know, what I mean? I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Him and Bobby hugging after that goal against Leicester was uh, Southampton. Say, so I love yeah, that. that. Was and if you watch the six minutes of Jurgen Klopp after the final whistle of the Champions League, the moment him and Henderson realised that they're about to see each other and they both start crying in each other's arms, yeah, that was a that was a good yeah, feeling as well. I can't even lie. Uh, Night seventy five Jamrock says I have it in for managers when the title's in their grasp and they muck it up. Have heat for FSG depending on how far off the pace they are at the beginning of the season. Fair enough. You're consistent. I give you that. I give you that. But people, we are going to be back on Friday for our live coffee calling. So make sure you tune in for that. Obviously, if there's any news, breaking news before that, you will see us as well. Obviously, we've got a no, daily news show. Yeah, Liverpool breaking shit, bro. No, we've got a daily news show as well. So, people, make sure you keep up to date with us on social media. And um, thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, people, stay safe, stay blessed. We're copish and we are our people. Take care. Captain Fantastic. Go.